Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ladies and gentlemen... What's up, party people? Beer Mug here at Staples Center. What's up, Beer Mug? What's up, Beer Mug? I just say hi to myself. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! Try, uh, open the pod bay door, Hal. Open the pod di- <laughs> Open the pod bay door, Hal. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. I think it was beyond my abilities at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. That was not on Siri. That was on me. I'm talking about Switzerland. Land of Berlin. And the wall the famous wall came down with Hasselhoff. And, of course, pizza and Chinese noodles. And now... I don't target practice, but if I see something that looks like Bigfoot, I just shoot at it. Our feature presentation... Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday morning, the 22nd of January. Wow, you got the day and the date right after a long weekend. Write it down, man. It's very impressive. Hey, kids. Hey. Hey, Bean. Hi. What's going on? You know. Chilling. How was like everybody's weekend? Huh? How was everybody's weekend? Good. You? I did a boneheaded thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. We didn't even have to say anything. What is it? I did a bad boneheaded thing. Yes. I encountered a bunch of Native Americans at a festival. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. And I started chanting, build a wall, build a wall. Right. And it was only when I was on the bus home that I realized if mm. they built a wall, I'd be on the other side of it. <laughs> Didn't even occur to me that they were here first. Right. What am I doing? Also, the tomahawk chop thing you did over and over again seemed excessive. I agree. over the top. I agree. I just... I feel like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. What was I? What was I thinking? Well, was the pro life festival fun? Um, yeah, I was definitely trying to take away women's rights to choose. Okay, absolutely, cool. oh, that's okay, why. Okay, I, okay. That's why I was there. Nervous for a second. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, that's the best part is Thank me telling other people what to do with their bodies. <laughs> but then I just, I just felt bad that I, I got owned by that whole build the wall thing. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Like I didn't think it through. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, there's always next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look forward to it. It's good. But I got a sweet hat out of the deal. Oh, good. So You're stupid. Like that. And the president tweeted his support of me. So yeah. Oh, wow. Great. I, I was p- pleased about that. Hey, um, controversy. North of the border, you guys. North of the border? North what? of the border. What border? Controversy. Apparently, there is a border between the United States and Canada. What? Oh. Is this and, in the news? Are there can- slats or is it a wall? <laughs> no, you just walk over oh. you just or drive through. Yeah. Oh. Um, if I remember correctly, by the way, that's where most of the uh, most of the nine uh, eleven uh, um, terrorists came through. Was the Canadian border? If I remember correctly, I think that's true. So um, Canada and Norway have always had a friendly rivalry, and. Um, they're in a bad spot right now. Well, first of all, Norway beat uh, Canada in in the uh, curling at the Olympics. 
So it's over. So Canada, right? They don't they don't cotton to that, right? First of all, so they're already a little sensitive, a little tender about Norway. Well, now they have Norway has taken the next step. The world's largest moose is at the entrance to Moose Jaw. I got to tell you guys, no one loves <laughs> yep. quote the world's largest more than Bean. Of insane. course, this Google alert really ridiculous. pays off. Ridiculous. All right, go very ahead. much so. Yes. So we've all been to Moose Jaw in Saskatchewan, obviously, and seen the world's largest moose. Uh, it's uh, thirty feet tall, and it's a symbol of a pride for the town, as you can imagine. They're called Moose Jaw. In fact, all over Canada, it is a well-known thirty-foot statue of a moose. Sure. Well, Norway decided, and this is what I've said a million times on this show, Kevin, is all we have to do is pick any world's largest and build a bigger one. And we're... And we're, and in, we're what? We're in the history books. <laughs> we're, in, we're in business. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Allie. We're in it's business. Like printing money. Bean and I, we used to drive across the country. We would look at things and we'd go, could we do that better? Probably. <laughs> and then we never yeah. did. <laughs> but I, there's no reason why we couldn't. We could have as many world's largest as we want. There's plenty of places <laughs> to put them in Southern California. I think that that is more appealing to you than me. But I'll go along for the ride. I'm telling you that I think if we built, for instance, let's say we joined the fight here and we built the world's largest moose, I think people would come from far and wide to see the world's largest moose. <laughs> oh, to Los Angeles? Mean. Yes. We have nothing else here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so uh, Mac the Moose has been there since uh, 1984 in Moose Jaw. And recently in Norway, they decided they were going to build a bigger one, which they did. They built a 33-foot Oh, moose. it's on. Which, by the way, is beautiful. <laughs> I am telling you, it is. I got to send you a picture of it. Now, I mean, it is a shiny silver I moose. I was going to say, just, just to clarify, most of the time these aren't the item. So it's not a moose. It's just. Well, it's a statue of, yeah. it's a statue of moose. Yeah. Wait, so the biggest one was 30. Mm-hmm. They went a whopping three more feet? That's right. Yes. That's so dumb. Well, you're thinking they, that's the one dollar up in prices, right? It, yeah, absolutely. Basically. You right, got to right. go a lot bigger. So Canada's like, well, we can't compete. We're out. Oh, Canada already has. Uh, they already have plans in effect. The artist is still alive and ready to build, and they've got a GoFundMe page going to try to get the money together to build an even bigger moose. Oh, I, here we go. It's on. Race war. I don't race think. Race war's on, everybody. I don't. It's going down. It's going down. I don't race think. Canada, race war. Okay. I have a feeling Canada and Norway are the same race. <laughs> okay. I just want to know how does this end? Because it if neither well, side is clearly going to go thirty five, right? Right. But then you can't stop Norway from coming back with forty. I mean, what I'm saying is, if nobody gives up, mm-hmm. do they just keep building moose I after hope. moose after moose till it hits the moon? I mean, what do they do? Are you saying this is like the new Cold War? Yes. Huh. That's exactly what I'm saying. You might have a point. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say the Norwegian moose, it, it's really pretty. It, oh, you oh, looked at it. You looked it up. It's spectacular, oh, right? My it's Lord. spectacular. He's not wrong. He's it's not wrong. so beautiful. Oh, that and is a good-looking moose. Now wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Are we judging on Hold beauty on. now? Because I thought it was just world's largest. No, it's just world's largest. But on top of being the world's largest, it's also very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's like what the Chicago bean is made out of. That's right. Yeah, it's glorious. Right. Now, I don't get the... I'd like to see a bigger picture of where they've positioned it. It just looks like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Right. I don't know if it's... Like, the the one in Moose Jaw is right at the edge of town. I mean, you drive right past it to get into the, the town. Yeah, well, you, like you said, we've all been there. You don't have to right. describe yeah, it. Yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know where... The, I, I think I need to go to both now, guys. <laughs> no, why? You've person. already... You, Already, not, I've been to the Moose Jaw one. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. I've been there. So, but I think I need to go to the Norway go one. Go to the Norway one. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. That, so that I can say I've been to the world's largest moose. But anyway, I will uh, I will keep you posted. This is you know very what? serious. Here's the thing. You don't need to keep us posted on that. Well, I'll just fill you in if there's eh, any other. We're you good. Know what great time to bring pass bring back. Thanks for that podcast, Bean. Huh? <laughs> oh, huh? great we idea. We could have avoided all of this. <laughs> um, but I feel like not everyone will listen to that, and I don't want y'all to miss out. Okay. On the, you know on what? The okay. That's a risk we're willing to take. So, so I'll just uh, I'll just make a note to put you guys on a group text if there's any breaking news. On That's that. fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about today's Kevin DeBeecher, shall we? It's just like when you believe that you want cheese on that burger, <laughs> you know what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. Yep. The great Adrian Broner. Uh, we're going to talk to Andrew Siciliano today. A couple of football games happened over the weekend. Nah. Uh, Rams, Ram Saints game specifically. We have Who Understands Future? New feature. Yeah. Who understands Future? Biggest album in the country right now. Yeah? Future. I don't think anyone understands what he's saying. Really? We'll find out. I hear it's good. It, it's it's good. You're not going to understand one lyric. I uh, resisted <laughs> the urge to listen to it this weekend because I knew we were going to be talking about it today, but yeah. we have... Uh, I think he's talented. Yes. We have Cheers with Beer Mug. Do you, think he oh, ca- do you think he cares that no one can understand him? No. Doesn't care at all. No, no. He's just trying... He's like an instrument. He's just okay. playing the instrument. I but gotcha. Let's see if we can decipher anything of that instrument. Uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, work yesterday, so today we're going to do great news. And we have uh, John Feldman joining us, talking about Back to the Beach. We'll Love Feldy. Same. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie... Big day in Hollywood today. Big day in Hollywood today. What's happening? What is happening? I mean, he's asking oh, okay. you, right? All right, got it. Uh, nominations for the 91st Academy Awards. Yay! Were just announced by uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Tracy Ellis Ross. So, I'm By the way, gonna... somebody pointed out they would have been a great choice to host the Oscars. 100%. Yeah, agreed. Delightful. Both, both so fun and so funny. I yeah, wonder agreed. if they were ever even considered. I wonder if they're on that list of people who turned it down. No. They just go for these huge stars. Exactly. Like, this is where they'd be like, give it to Kumail and Tracy. This is like the announcements are for more up and coming. Right. right. But right. they're wrong, by the they way. They feel like they're not popular or famous enough right. for, for the country. Uh, okay. Agreed. Gotcha. All right. Let's go through some of the uh, the big categories. Best Picture. Black Panther. All right. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. The Favorite. Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born. Good movie. And Vice. Okay. Star is Born, I'm going to come right out and say it. I said it online on my stories and uh, got uh, nowhere near the blowback I thought I'd get. That movie was okay. Well, we can agree to disagree. It was all right. Okay. You didn't love it. I think everyone needs to calm their teas well, on that wow. movie. I well, see a, 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 a death match. Someone's a hater. In a ring. Sorry, a death match. Someone, With Jensen, yeah. Jensen and I are going to duel it out. doesn't like uh, good movies. Hmm. Eh, I mean, it's just... It's no, you, it's no vice. Did you see it the first weekend, Ellie? No. Because sometimes what happens is people just rave about a movie, and then you go see it, and you're like, that's good. Yeah, I just thought you it was that, good. Yeah. And I think everyone's just like, oh, Lady Gaga's the second coming. She's... A- She's no, fine. She's, she's fine. Sort of the first coming, but yeah. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Better than fine. She's fine. 
calm your teas. <laughs> uh, best actor, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Hmm. Hmm. But not uh, Mahershala. Uh, he's, he's considered uh, supporting. I believe you will see his name come up in just right, a bit yeah. if you calm your T's. Man, she's really <laughs> rough today. Wow. <laughs> the noms are out. Best actress, Yalitza Aparizio for Roma. Glenn Close for The Wife. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite. Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Here's where we get your Mahershala Ali for Green Book for Best Supporting Actor, Mahershala. Okay. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell for Vice, Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams, Vice, Marina de Tavira, Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, and Rachel Vice, The Favorite. Best Directing, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Powell Powellskowski. <laughs> That's definitely right. That's yep. it. For the Cold War. Yorgos L- Lanthimos mm. for the favorite. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Got that one right because hello. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And Adam McKay for Vice. Anyone nope. you, no Bradley Cooper. you see missing from there? Mm. Yeah, it's oh, a snub. Interesting. Oh, is yeah. it a snub? Yeah, it's uh, he did a great job with that film. It's uh, it's tough to do music and movies, and they did a great job. It's a rom com. Best adapted screenplay. Rom coms are good. The, the ballad the music of Buster Scruggs. I don't know. I just feel like it's a good movie that everyone should see. I mean, if if you are if you're at home and it comes on, watch it. All right. It's definitely a time filler. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay. Why wasn't that on the poster? <laughs> if you're trying to avoid something else. Look, it beats tidying up. <laughs> Best adapted screenplay, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Landsman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Best original screenplay, The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. And those are your big categories. Well, I mean... Um... Netflix is now in the conversation. Yeah. They're now a movie studio. Mm-hmm. They got some big nominations there. Certainly did. And Buster Scruggs was originally a TV show uh, that they filmed as episodes and then just put it together as a movie. Really? Right? So, huh. yeah. They're huh. really in the, you know, they can turn TV shows into nominees. I can't right? wait to see yeah. Friends. Friends the movie? <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Well, it won't, it's be be long. As, won't be as good as Stars Born. Hey, guys, let me ask you this because we're going to be hearing a lot about the Academy Awards for the next few weeks. Um, your level of actual interest in either the show or who wins? Three. Out of what? One hundred. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three I, out of ten, maybe. I think I'm about a. I think I'm about a three. Also, yeah. I think that that's that might about be right. A, that might be a two. I mean, I know I've mentioned this in years past when it gets to be award season, but the older I get, the dumber it seems to put different performances by different actors in different movies up against each other. You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like that's how you rate art. Do we have an alternative? Because I would love, I've said a million times, I think that if I was Mark Cuban or if I just had money to spend, I would just make a rival award show. But I don't, I don't know what it would be. And how Something, would it be different or better, though? I don't know. I, well, number one, it's short. It's like an mm-hmm. hour-long show. But There's on only t- one nominee in every category. And then and that's the no winner. one snubbed. Yeah, no one gets snubbed. <laughs> or maybe just everyone gets acknowledged in different ways. 
So it's not you a competition? You are such a partici- participation trophy kind it's of guy. It's called the Snowflake Awards. <laughs> <laughs> you just hand over a big gold snowflake. I do get what Bean's saying, though. How do you put someone that did a role like this against a guy that did a role like this type of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it- only way you could really judge those people, particularly in the acting categories, is if you saw them both do the same role. Then you could go, okay, this guy was better than this guy. But you can't with a completely different script and a completely different movie. What if from now on... We make five versions of the same okay. movie. Okay, I love it. Okay, go ahead. I love it. So then those people go up against each other, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yes. I think that's what we need to do. Let's see like, Mahershala play the Bradley Cooper role in A Star Is Born. Now right. we know who did, who did it better. And let's see Lady Gaga do Roma. Right. Everyone right. does Roma. They have to speak uh, Spanish. They, everyone has to learn. I like it. it. I like <laughs> it. We're not making this more complicated at all. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, definitely a three. Not sure why it was Rain Man right there, but it's <laughs> definitely at a three for that whole thing. Is all right. I'm saying. Well, it's it's out there if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is the tagline for the Oscars. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there it. if you want it. Check in every once in a while. Yeah, if you want to watch. Eh. Here we are. <laughs> so Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda is in talks with Disney to co-write an animated musical featuring a young Latina hero. The project is reportedly set to be a Moana sequel, but it's going to feature a Latina princess instead. I find it very hard to believe that there is no young Latina Disney princess hero. It hasn't been done yet. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, that is that a surprise. Insane? Yeah, that is a surprise. I mean, they yeah. just did an African American one. What, like ten? Was it eight eight years ago? Princess Tiana. Yeah, Frog and a Princess, or was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I know the lady who that's based on, by the way. The princess. Yeah. I know the lady. I'd like that to buy the rights the to that princess. story. I'd like to buy the rights to both of your stories. Yeah, <laughs> Anika Noni Rose. She was the uh, the princess, hmm. Princess Tiana. Now I want beans because he sold it less. Okay. <laughs> There's more mystery to beans. <laughs> yeah. How do you know a woman that knows a frog? Because, I'm saying because it was good that he said less. Uh huh. Let's okay. not ask a okay. follow. Okay. I see what you're. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was not picking that up. Okay. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> the uh, the Princess Diana character is based on a New Orleans restaurateur named Leah Chase. Her mm. husband ran Dookie Chase's restaurant for decades oh, and decades. Oh, that place is like world-renowned. Oh, world-renowned, yeah. 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 And she is still alive, and uh, Donna and I met her a couple of months ago, went back into the kitchen and met her and shook her hand and chatted with her for a bit. And she's still cooking it up in there, like, every day. She's still day. working. Yeah, yeah, she's in her 90s, and she's still working. I'd just she- like to put this out there. I tried to keep us on track. <laughs> she is the basis for the first African-American Disney princess, though, which I think wow. is a real point of a point of pride for this Leah. Also, so ballsy to put the word Dookie in your restaurant. In type. your restaurant name, yes, <laughs> That's amazing. I think it it way predates the slang right. use of that term. It's still so mm. confident. <laughs> that was the man's name, though. Uh, come to the Pooh Palace. <laughs> we have good food. <laughs> All right, some birthdays for you. We have got from Journey. Well, formerly of Journey, Steve Perry, former. Uh, Guns N' Roses drummer Stephen Adler. A lot of formers. Sure. And named Steve. Uh, Diane Lane, Linda Blair. You've got rapper Logic, Chef Guy Fieri, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean. Rock KROQ. Yes, you can turn on Beer Mug's microphone. He was invited. <laughs> it was on, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I know how you do. Hey, um, Mugs. Yo, yo. 
First of all, how was Las Vegas? I didn't go to Las Vegas. I was, really? I was sick, guys. Truly, uh, truly, I was sick. Know? Yeah. I just know when people start taking extra days off around the holiday weekend, it sounds to me like they got a vacation. Plan. It would have been opportune, but no. I, I stayed home and rested up and got better. How are you feeling now? Uh, all the, the coughing. I'm, stopped, I'm done coughing up a lung, uh, but I still can't talk. All right. Well, that, that has nothing to do with being sick. Huh? Yeah, that's not going to change. Um, did you infect everyone in the bar when you went out to do cheers with beer mug? Uh, no, because I think they had enough alcohol in them to kill every virus known to man. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Where do, you, uh, where do you go? Where is this magic made? This is O'Grady's in Granada Hills. It's a very famous dive watering hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's there's quite quite the characters, the list of characters in the bar. This week, you know, with me being so successful at my side hustles. Like, I'm sorry? So successful at all my side hustles, like mumble rapper, battle rapper, ASMR, video host. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this job that I do here at the Kevin and Bean Show is a fun job, but it, it wasn't all roses for, for me when I started out. You know, I used to work as a courtesy clerk at Ralph's cleaning up spills on aisle four. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I used to load trucks in the morning at UPS uh-huh. bright and early. It's actually what got me ready for this job. You know, all the physical labor I did, it was a tough job. So I wanted to go out and see what the worst job that these people had was. All right. In this edition of Cheers with Beer Mug. Thank you. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. Right? So everyone has a bad job or two, especially in the early years of their career. You went to the bar to ask the patrons there if they could remember through their alcohol-induced fog (laughs) what bad jobs they had. So two things. One, listen to mugs always Mm -hmm. because he gets drunk pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And two, don't be eating breakfast. Oh, no. Here we go. John, John, what's uh, what's the worst job you've ever had? Well, when I was in the Navy, I was a boiler technician. And the worst job you could possibly get was called mucking bilges. You had to pick up the plates underneath the boiler and crawl down between the pipes and clean out all the dirt and grease. And these guys used to spit tobacco down there and clean it all out and dry it off and then paint it. It was the most horrible thing you ever did in your life. So you're saying don't join the Navy? I love the Navy. Are you kidding? In the Navy. <laughs> Esther, what's the worst job you've ever had? Uh, retail. I used to work at The Gap. 4 a.m. shifts, inventory, work with people that I hated. But I'm sure you got a lot of cool performance fleece. No, all I got was like... Oh, that's Old Navy. I for... <laughs> old Navy. Stacy, what's the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> the drunk Muggs has already lost track of what's going on. The worst job? Uh, probably a job. I'm Ooh. talking about occupations here, Stacy. How do you know it's not an occupation? <laughs> You're just assuming that, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about occupations here, Stacy, and your mind just went to the gutter. Huh? I was working at a car wash out in Arizona, and uh, they ended up having to put me in the tanks down underneath to clean out the recycled water tanks. That was disgusting. Oh, did you did you have to wear like a hazmat suit? Yep, hazmat suit, respirators. First thing I did when I got down there is I puked about three seconds into it. <laughs> 
Oh my God! What was the craziest like thing you saw in that water? <laughs> oh, oh, it was all nasty stuff in there. There was dead birds, dead rats. There was all kinds of crap down there. You wouldn't imagine. What's the worst job you've ever had? Scaffolding. Is that what you do now? Yeah, cause I love it and I'm good at it. What job would you not want to do in this life? Scaffolding. What was it? Scaffolding, cause it's hard on your back. But I love it though. But that, but you wouldn't want to do it, but that's what you do now. But I love it though. I love the thrill of heights and putting it together and have to think and protect people and oh. stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> is that a uh, is that a young lady or a young man? That is a man, dude. This <laughs> is a man. I couldn't tell. No, he is medicating himself. He for sure that is. Awful job, isn't he? Loves it and hates it. Scaffolding, yep. guys. <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow! Oh, it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look, refs make bad calls. It happens. Right? <laughs> bad snap. The kick is good. Rams win it. And on to Super Bowl 53 they go. I want to talk about that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, look. Luck. Refs You're make, right. Yeah. Refs are human. Right. And if you go through any game tape for any game, you're going to find something that got missed. Yes. Rarely is it something as blatant as that. Rarely is it something as close to the end of the game as that that seems to have a direct outcome. It could have very easily gone the other way based on that call. Yes, yeah, certainly. But you could also, if you, in in the, it's very frustrating and very sad for any team that's ever been on this the side of a bad call. But in the big picture, you know, there's there's a thousand opportunities during a game to do something where that call doesn't matter. If that call happens in the first quarter, nobody's talking about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, Jared Goff had a had a blatant face mask on him that wasn't called. I mean, you could certainly make the argument that refs are human and they're going to miss stuff. It was a little shocking, that one, because it was kind of obvious to everybody what had just happened. Like, you don't understand how two referees could be standing there and neither one of them call such a blatant pass interference. Here's how it was called during the game. Quick snap. Breeze. Passes incomplete. No flag for Tommy Lee Lewis. Nikhil Roby Coleman delivered a hit. And the two officials talk to each other. Crowd's going crazy as there's no flag right on the Saints sideline. Well, if Nikhil Roby Coleman plays the ball, it's an interception. He's probably going the other way with it. I mean, the ball's on the other side of Roby Coleman. and But that should have been a penalty. 
Listen to that crowd, by the way. I mean, that that ref's dead, right? <laughs> that ref lives in Los Angeles, by the way. So he's uh, not dead. He's a hero. He's never have he's <laughs> never has to buy another drink as long as he lives. Um, it was one of the worst no calls you've ever seen. But again, I'm trying to look at big picture here. You know, big picture is that's it's live and it's sports. That and was it happens super and super unfortunate, though. Yeah, especially super at that unfortunate. Point. Yeah. When you're talking about going to the Super Bowl, that's a crazy time. I have a question for you. Can't somebody in the review booth Mm -hmm. just say, hey, this is a play that they blatantly miss? They don't review pass interference calls. Right. They don't review them. And that's one of the things, you know, every year they go, every year they take a look at the season that was and they say, okay, what can we do better? And they, that's one of the things that they're going to address is there, there should be some sort of a way that there could be a coach's challenge and something like that could be reviewed. And it certainly would have been overturned. I mean, there was no angle where it wasn't obvious what happened. But having said that, and again, I'm trying to stay even, even handed here, having said that, we football fans are already complaining about there being a flag on almost every single play. I mean, there is something to be said for let him play and not stop the action, you know, for a minute after every 10 seconds. You know no, what I mean? No, I agree with that. But for that, if there was one penalty called, it should have been that one. But I Having think, said that, the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I mean, geez, please, we should probably stop <laughs> doing this because we should be thankful for this call. Uh, what I'm saying is the last, like, basketball is a very fast-paced game, but we there's this trash time that everyone hates that's the last couple minutes that can go on for 40 right. minutes. Yes. It, baseball is a sport that is dragged down by time. They're trying their hardest to make it faster so that fans like it. I think that if you made all plays reviewable... In Not the final, all. But I mean, like, it, they'll, they will want a lot done. Like, everyone's going to be like, maybe that was close, maybe that wasn't. We will drag out that... It'll become a four-and-a-half-hour game. Well, and and there's no better evidence of that than that uh, Julian Edelman, did he touch the ball or not yeah. in that Patriots right, you game. Couldn't, that, you couldn't tell no matter what. Which you couldn't tell no matter how many angles they had. And that took... I feel like that took five or six minutes or something like that, right? Yeah. For them to basically say we, you know, we're just going with going with the call. So, I mean, you're right, Kevin. It's absolutely unfortunate. In the big picture, nobody's going to remember it. Saints fans will never forget it forever. (laughs) But Rams fans will go, "Hey, we're going to the Super Bowl for the first time, you know, since 2001. First time from Los Angeles since 1980 for the Rams fans." And you know that uh, it's on to the next one. Uh, Dave and I were texting back and forth. Dave, you said at the time that it happened, it was one of the worst no calls you ever saw, but yes. you had something you wanted to add to that. I, I think that this hurts as a football fan because I was rooting for the Rams, and, you know, it's a blatant no call. It's the worst no call ever. Let's play it again. Let's just play the whole damn game again because there were so many missed Who calls. are you? We won the game. Listen, that's the worst, think that that's the worst idea the, ever. But the commissioner has the right to do this. He does have the authority he to do that. He does have the authority it's to never say it's gonna never going to happen. Oh, gosh. Don't be ridiculous. I know. But you know what? This one is too much because there was a lot of things missed, and who knows? The Rams would have stopped them. They could have stopped them. Let's just do it again. Either play the fourth quarter over again or Dave, that's, that's a ridiculously just so dumb idea. You, you think, you think it is. Yeah, but we all do. But, but you know what? Yeah, it happens stupid. in baseball and it happens in uh, Look, basketball. Here, here's the final uh, word on it is that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do we care? What's what's why the rearview mirror? What's happening here? We're not in New Orleans. You right. guys know that, right? What? We are in LA. Uh-huh. Well, some of us are. But and the I'd point like is, to suggest that we go. I think. Oh, I mean, that's look. So we you, go to Atlanta. You, you put it out there, Kevin. You right. said if the Rams go to the Super Bowl, clearly we go to the Super Bowl, right? right. That's what you yeah. said. And is it for the Rams? No, it isn't. No. It's no. just for so us. So, are you saying that possibly the ref is a Kevin and Bean fan? Well, here, let's take saying. a call real quick. Let's talk to Jeff and Laverne. Hi, Jeff. Oh, all right. 
Hey, guys. Hi there. What's hey, up? Uh, for the first time, I agree with the king of Mexico. Oh, my guy. God. That's not something you should ever well, say. Say what you wanted to call you know, in and say. Well, let's get it right. Bill McKinley, the, the ref that was on the on the side, is an ex-ram. He was on the 1982 ram. Rabbit. Three of the refs that were on that officiating team are all from the Los Angeles area. It's crap. Jeff, but now, again, but now what you're doing is you're, you're saying it's a conspiracy. You're saying that you're on I'm the you're, you're on the side of the people who go, well, clearly the NFL wanted the two big cities in the Super Bowl, so they rigged it so the Rams would win, and I don't believe that for a second. Come on. Seriously, you no, don't seriously, that? I don't either. No, for a second, I don't believe it. I think that they're. I think they made a mistake in officiating, but I don't think they did it on purpose to penalize one team or the other. You don't think it's a conflict of interest? No, I don't. I oh. I, I believe right. in the integrity of the referees, and I and I don't have any problem with referees who are former players because I think they know the game. I think there's enough referees that if you're a former player of the team that's playing, you sit that one out. I think I, I I'm with Jeff on this one. I mean, if you want to go deeper into it, the Rams did have a Rams fans did have a petition for this crew to not be on the field because their calls are usually terrible. <laughs> I mean, we should right, play a best. Here's what we should do: we should redo it, but do a best of seven games. <laughs> <laughs> We're not having enough. What the hell's going on? <laughs> then we can get to the Super Bowl right around the Fourth of July when Stop it should be. Stop pumping the brakes! The Rams are going to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, and I gotta see a man about a horse. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hold on one second, if you don't mind, just for just real quick. Hello? Hello? Who's this? Sam. Why are you calling? About the fight. Manny Pacquiao fight. Oh, I want right. to tell you about it. Hold on. Let's see how long we can get him to hold. Why is he calling about the Manny Pacquiao fight? I don't know. Was he there? <laughs> I do not know. Isn't, Sorry, he, just... isn't he friends with Manny Pacquiao His... or something? wife cuts his hair or something like that? I don't know. I wouldn't mind talking to him about this, by the way. <laughs> I, mean, but I know we have another thing to do, but honestly, I wouldn't mind hearing what Sam has to say I mean, about we, the Pacquiao We could fight. do this thing another day. Or another time today. You, So, Bean, you're going back to Sam. I just, just to clarify. Let's just wow. see if it's... I don't, I, I don't want to have him on hold all day. I just want to see if he has anything worth saying, and if he doesn't, we'll just move on and do the thing. Sam, why are you calling about the Manny Pacquiao fight? Were you there? Yeah, how are you, Bean? You are always negative, negative. I know you are always negative. Right. What's the matter with your head? What is the matter with your head, Bean? I'm talking about the sports, and you are not giving a damn about me. I'm the one who said, let's go back to Sam on the phone and talk to him. How am I negative head? (laughs) Oh, oh, well... How about that? Let me talk to everybody about the sport then. Okay. What do you have to say about the Pacquiao fight? You can't swear. Sam, you can't use the F word. Okay. All right. I take it back. Wait, hold on. Do you guys want to huddle up real quick? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Time out. Just hang up on him. Just hang up on him. Let's move on. Let's just act like that didn't happen. There's no controversy. He controlled the whole fight. He won. He had a unanimous victory. Yeah. So he's not telling us anything we don't know. I felt like he thought he had a hot take. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The only take. Dean, how many times have we told him not to curse on the air? Every time we have him on the air, Kevin. A thousand? Yes, a thousand. <laughs> he he doesn't get it. Every time. All right, let's go to the other thing, because the other thing's better. Uh, okay. That's a, a hard... Sorry, it's a tough, I know. It's a tough thing to say. Yeah. But uh, listen, the rapper Future released an album called The Wizard this last weekend. Uh, he is out of Atlanta. 
mm-hmm. and uh, used to be known as Meathead, which is one of my favorite rap names ever. Uh, and he has the number one record in the nation. Okay, as he always does. By the way, he's very prolific, and all of his stuff is successful. That's right, and he releases a lot of stuff. And and on top of that, it is extremely. Uh, I would say that as soon as any of these things drop, it trends worldwide. He is a massive star. But okay. one other thing that he is is completely not understandable. There's not a word he says on almost every record that I think I can play for you guys, and you'll know what he's saying. What really? Yeah. So this is called "What the Hell Did Future Say." Right? Oh that God. is legitimately what it's going to sound like. Wow. Okay, so you guys, I'm going to play a clip and you tell me what he's saying. All right, here we go. First one. I was just give me some moolah. I come from the streets and I jump on a lift. I don't want to do no traffic. I see it. I wanted a copy. Okay. That, uh, Something about moolah and jump yeah, on a jet. Yeah. Okay, that's the song called Baptize. Okay. Uh-huh. And what, I mean, what did you hear? I was like, give me some moolah. I'm going to get on a jet. That's what I heard. Like, one more time. Can we hear it again? One more time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go. Here we go. I was like, give me some moolah, I come from the streets and I jump on a lift. I don't want to do no traffic. I see it, I wanted a cop it. Okay. Okay, moolah, jump, jump on, on a leer. Jump on a leer. That's it. Something about flying over the traffic, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting me some moolah. I come from the streets and I jump on a leer. I don't want to do nothing for profit. I see it, I want it, I cop it. Okay. That's what he said? That's what he says. Do I mean, should we listen to it again just so you know? Go moving on. I think I picked the easiest one. Okay, here okay. we go. I was like, give me some moolah. I come from the streets and I jump on a lift. I don't want to do no traffic. I see it. I want it. I cop it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds like that's what he's saying now that you've read the lyrics. Sure. This is odd in that most music connects with people because of the lyrics. Yeah. This is not that. It's almost like he's another instrument in the record. Here's another one. What the hell is Future saying? Had a massive issue down to make my arm even. Okay. I uh, I don't. I'd like have, to hear that one. I again. didn't get okay. a word playing it again. Okay. Not a, a neither. I got neither. Ant. I heard ant or aunt. And you're not done neither. <laughs> had to buy some extra diamonds to make my arms even. Woo. You're. I had to add the woo. Had to buy some extra diamonds to make my arms even woo. You're not upper echelon. You're not a don neither. Let's let's listen again now that you've heard. Had to buy some extra diamonds to make my arm even. You're not upper echelon. You're not a don neither. Clear as day. Clear as day. Once you're gonna to say it. Uh, that's a song called Face Shot. Uh, again, you guys are doing okay. Let's okay. listen to let's listen to the third one. You deserve a cha but girl, I want my chain change. We got all the choppers and we got all the bling bling. Okay. You deserve the something you got my chain. It's about giving a girl your necklace because she deserves it. She's the one, yo. <laughs> so the way you say it's so romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Depends what kind of necklace it is. Wow. I mean. Come on. Maybe we should have had Sam on. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Do want to turn it again? One more time. Okay. You deserve a cha but girl, I want my chain chain. We got all the choppers and we got all the bling bling. So oh, you deserve the, the cha-cha. The, or the chapas, which is a very popular rap thing, <laughs> oh. and also the bling. It seems not like the end there. We d- you deserved a cha-cha, but girl, I want my chain chain. We got all the chapas and we got all the bling bling. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you guys got pretty close there. Yeah. All right, let's yeah, just, that wasn't bad. Let's try the next one. Okay. Oh, the next one. Okay. Yeah, let's do the next we'll one. We'll take that one as a win, I think. I, I actually <laughs> do think that's a win. <laughs> the, I mean, you, even pulling out more than three words seems like a win here. We're okay. doing... What the hell is Future saying? 
All right, what's the name right. of this song? Uh, let's play it. I'll tell you when it comes on. Okay. Slinging it round on the one way. Pouring a drink on the Tuesday. I was on the yard on the Tuesday. Keep it on cock on Tuesday. Mother had a truck on Tuesday. Better keep up. Don't lose me. Okay. Play Drake t- on a Tuesday. All the things that he's doing on Tuesday. Yeah, I got Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Right. I mean, that seems to be the That's easy what I got. part. Guys, right. That song's called Serve and Kill a Cam. Let's listen to it one more time. All right. Slinging it round on the one way. Pouring a drink on the Tuesday. I was on the yard on the Tuesday. Keep it on cock on Tuesday. Mother had a truck on Tuesday. Better keep up. Don't lose me. Okay. Mother okay, ran was, a truck on Tuesday. He was pouring out a drink on Tuesday. It wasn't Drake. That you got that. Oh, Thank you. Wow. Thank he you. was on he was on a yacht on Tuesday. Yes. A Maserati right? on Tuesday. Yeah, uh yeah. And Close. then he and then he had got a pet gecko on Tuesday. I, I no, 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 no. I don't that. think don't think he got a gecko. He was slanging that raw on the one, runway, pouring up drink on a Tuesday. I was on a yacht on a Tuesday. Keep it on God come Tuesday. What? M- Maserati truck on Tuesday. Better keep up, don't lose me. He's got to spread out his week. <laughs> he didn't do anything on Wednesday. That's a two-day week. Yeah. No, he didn't do anything on Wednesday. He relaxed most of the day. Uh, let's do the last one then. All right. Okay. Hold on one second. Yes. What the hell is future saying? There we go. Okay. Count up the hundreds, I promise we'll pay you. Give you some gain, that's low motivation. We need the gas, bed in the place. Switch up the sweat, switch up the bed. There's no way you guys know that one. I didn't understand that's, a that's, word Let's that. listen back. That's Not- a song called Temptation. Okay. All right. Count up the hundreds, I promise we'll pay you. Give you some gain, that's low motivation. We need the gas, bed in the place. Switch up the sweat, switch up the bed. Counting the hundreds, something about patience. Okay. Are we sprucing up the bed at the end? Uh, No. Oh, okay. This is, uh, <clears throat> for folks just joining us, by the way, the number one album in America right now. We're trying to figure out what Future is saying. What the hell is Future saying? Yeah. And there's no human way you'll know. Right, do little, let's one? do this one more time. Count up the hundreds, I promise we'll pay you. Give you some gain, that's low motivation. We need the gas, bed in the place. Switch up the sweat, switch up the bed. Motivation. You get, got motivation. Get you yes! the gain and something motivation. Count up the hundreds, I promise some patience. Give you some game, that's slow motivation. We need the gas straight in the basement. Switch up the swag, switch up the bag. There's no way he says that. Count up the hundreds, I promise some patience. Give you some game, that's slow motivation. We need the gas, bed in the basement. Switch up the swag, switch up the bag. After hearing you say it, I still deny it. I don't think, I think he just makes it up. I don't think he goes in with any idea. I think he just goes in and is like... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they go back. They almost like counterdo it, and they go, oh, this is what he could say. And then he just, they write it down. So no one knows. Even the people who write the lyrics probably don't know. I don't think there's probably any lyrics Probably Future written. doesn't know. No, I don't think so. But that is what the hell is Future saying. What the hell is Future saying? The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Uh, this is Kevin speaking. I'm the guy that <clears throat> doesn't watch the news because I'm a kid. And mm-hmm. it's so depressing. Yeah. You can watch, some people watch all day, every day, and I don't understand how they don't take their own lives. It's well, just... we're on a lot of antidepressants, Kevin. <laughs> it's very depressing. And that's why we like to bring you great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. I'm going to start. Mine comes out of uh, Minneapolis, but there's something that's very unique about this. Ellie, you said in the past that you like the oldies. I do. I love the olds. <laughs> the olds, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Old and people. that's anyone who's six months older than you and up, right? Sure. <sighs> 
There is a um, interesting charity that comes out of Minneapolis called Giving Voice Initiative, and it inspires and equips organizations to bring together people with Alzheimer's and their care partners to take place in this giant choir that, and they sing music that everybody knows. Aww. They did a story in 2014, I'd never heard this before, that music is held in a part of your brain that doesn't get affected by Alzheimer's. So you can remember lyrics and yes. stuff like that? Wow. So they put together this choir and they also said something else that's really disturbing, which is that 60% of people with Alzheimer's live by themselves. They're oh. not in any kind of assisted living yeah. or they don't live with relatives. So they're kind of alone yeah. and that's bad for them. So they started this choir idea and they would get together once a week and they all fit. They all belong because they all are the same and they sing. And by the way, it's really good singing and it's an amazing thing that they do. And then you go to the website, Giving Voice Initiative, and they give you pretty much a, an idea of how to start your own. Oh, wow. So, like so they you give do you that tools. in any city. So anybody in any city can start the exact same kind of support group. Wow. And they're singing like uh, Lil Wayne and Travis Scott and stuff like that? Uh, no, not necessarily, uh, <laughs> because they're a little bit older. Here's one of the guys. I'm Mark Lofquist, and I have Alzheimer's. So often my life is about what I can't do. Living with Alzheimer's is something where I really realize that being by myself and not being social are the worst things that I can do. Giving voice is one of the most encouraging things that I have to look forward to. I can still participate in creating some wonderful music. Giving voice is our safe harbor. Staff and volunteers understand our challenges, but more importantly, they push us to sing better than we think we can. Do it better! Let's do it again! Oh, is that what they're saying? No. They, they bring out the whiplash guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's my great news. That was very nice, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I have a little girl named Brooklyn Brown. She is five years old. She's had a little bit of a rough go of it. When she was an infant, her parents noticed that her ankles were swelling up, and then she developed a rash. They took her to the doctor, and the doctor said, get her to a hospital immediately. They were there for over a week. They did all sorts of testing, a spinal tap and everything, and finally she was diagnosed with... Juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, wow. Have you guys heard about this? No, I have not. Apparently, over 50,000 children in America have juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. It's an autoimmune disease that causes inflammation throughout the body, especially in your hips and your knees and your ankles, places like that. And what little Brooklyn has done that gets her on great news this week is she is now five years old, and she's had a fair amount of time in and out of the hospital. And she said when you're in the hospital and you're waiting for your doctor, sometimes you get bored. And hospitals oftentimes will have coloring books, but they can't give everybody crayons. They can't share crayons between patients because of exposure to disease. Interesting. Which I never really even thought of before because a lot of these kids have autoimmune diseases, so you can't take a crayon from one room, put it in the next room, and maybe infect somebody else, right? So she started a program to get donations from people through an Amazon account. I'm sorry, how old is she? She's five. Five years old. Okay. (laughs) She started a program on Amazon asking for people to donate crayons. And as of yesterday, the day that she was taking them to the hospital near where she lives in Huntington Woods, Michigan, she had over 2,700 packs of crayons. Wow. Four packs, 12 packs, 24 packs, 64 packs, all sizes in between. And she's how old? She's five. She's still five, Kevin. (laughs) So she says, you know, because they, they, they have, uh, you know, like I said, coloring books, but nothing to draw with. So now these kids who are in the hospital, whatever they're there for, now they'll actually have crayons to help them spend the time while they have to be at the hospital. 
Isn't that an amazing little story? How old is she? She's uh, five, Allie. Okay, She's that's five. All right. <laughs> and there is some more great news. I wasn't the- even throwing rocks at, rocks at my neighbor, <laughs> Robbie Joyner, yet. A lot. I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know anything about juvenile ru- uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But a lot of kids outgrow it in their teens. And Brooklyn is making great progress. She still has trouble walking a lot of the time. She kind of has to scoot around on the floor a little bit. But uh, she is seeing some improvement in some of her joints as she gets older. And the hope is that she'll be fine by the time she gets a little bit older. Which I again something I didn't know about the JRA. But anyway, we'll post the story up on the Kevin Bean social medias, and there is a link there. Obviously, yesterday was the day she turned over the crayons but the giving can continue and if you would like to help little brooklyn brown go ahead and do that and that's my great news that is lovely well my great news is about a 10 year old little boy named gideon who has been living his best life for a few years now how old is he he's 10 okay uh you can follow along um on gideon's journey on not only his website but on facebook twitter and instagram and I'm telling you this because it's just a delight to see. He has taken his hobby of petting dogs and made it into something that we can all enjoy. Because his social medias are, I've pet that dog. <laughs> and it's literally That's... him just kneeling down, petting a dog. And then he tells a little story about each dog that he encounters. It started back in 2016 with a border collie named Maya. I pet Maya. She's a three-year-old border collie. Maya watches out the window to guard her home. She stands on the back of the couch or looks out the door. She barks to tell her family what's happening. Each day I walk my dog past her, and Maya barks for me to come play with her. You get this every day, you guys. It is such a joy. He's just this little boy that loves to pet dogs. And I often say... All I want in life is to pet all the dogs. I mean, you have said that. And yeah. Gideon is doing it. And you can follow along. It is just such a a lovely thing that every day you can be like, oh, what what kind of dog did Gideon pet today? <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but I find it. No, the it, way he describes it, too, is really yeah, refreshing. It is adorable. It is Where's just, he finding all these dogs, by the way? Just walking around? All over the place. <laughs> I'm just wondering if he's breaking into houses and stuff. Like, he is, where's he? Yeah. And then somebody says, beat it, kid. <laughs> he's like, I broke into this home on 24th and Lexington. <laughs> no. He's, he's just seeing dogs. Okay. I love it so much. And Gideon, you are just a dream of a kid. I adore him. So if you want to follow along, just check out, I've pet that dog. <laughs> He's got a website. He's got a website. And Twitter. How old is Instagram. he? He's 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, that girl's saving lives coloring, but Gideon's petting dogs. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone last. <laughs> and It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I was beginning to think that Feldy hated us because Aww. he's on Stryker all the damn time. Right. And I'm like, what does it take to get a little love on the Kevin and Bean Show? But ladies and gentlemen, here he is, one of the most loved men in rock and roll. John Feldy Feldy Yay. joins us here on K-Rock. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Goldfinger and the Back to the Beach Festival that we will get into for a minute. Uh, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are good. 
Yes. I was telling Kevin off the air when we were playing that tool a few minutes ago. I said, we got to remember to ask Feldy, the people that opened for you and your band before Goldfinger yes. is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of the future, right? Tool was one of them, yes. Tool opened tool. for you. Who, so, who else opened for you when you were in the Electric Love Hall? Just real, yeah, real quick. So Maynard, the singer of Tool, used to be our mascot. So he used to come on stage. Your mascot? With a lawn blower and shoot hot dogs from the lawn blower <laughs> oh into God, the crowd. Wow. With, that is Kevin's with a dream. Chef I would do that now. I would do that now. It was the best gig of all time. And that was, I met Maynard the day he moved to Los Angeles. Like, literally. You know, he was, uh, yeah, those were good times. Rage Against the Machine played um, their, probably their third show. We took them on tour. We took Corn on their first tour ever. You guys understand that we're saying all of these bands opened. Open for, for my you. band. The wow, Electric Love Hogs. The best band name of all it really time. Is. Yes. There was uh, there was quite a scene of a. I mean, I feel like that was a point where rock music was kind of changing into something different, like it does uh, every ten or fifteen years, right? Yeah, it was going. It was going from hair metal into that whole really creative musical. Like it was, it was Tool, Rage Against the Machine, Jane's Addiction, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fishbone. Yeah. yeah, you know, which was so great last year at Back to the Beach. Like we had Fishbone on it, which was such an honor mm-hmm. for me. I, I just I remember seeing Angelo, the singer. Fishbone, like at the pa- at the palace back in the day, dive off the um, that little uh, balcony up there. Like did a two backflips off it, and then head walked on the crowd. I'm like, <laughs> how do you? How can you ever play a better show? And that man is still doing it. He's still he Such looks ex- great shape. He looks exactly the same. That guy does not age. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And so you were rocking out pretty hard back then. And what year would this have been? Uh, the Electric Love Hogs days. This was like 1987 to 1991, probably okay. like you know late 80s. Yeah, so right at the birth of Lollapalooza, basically, right? So um, so then at some point you thought, you know what? My first love is ska, though, right? Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, my band was uh, signed. Tommy Lee produced the band, which was great because back then, like, he brought us to his house and we met Heather Locklear. It was like, oh, my God, <laughs> Heather Locklear. I you mean, didn't care about Tommy Lee. You no, wanted to meet Heather Locklear. Not. That's not quite leaf blowers <laughs> and a hot dog, but it's close. <laughs> yeah, but it was, like, just an amazing point in my life watching this legendary drama drummer like you know in, in action and I, I mean every day he'd do some crazy like he'd get on the ground and like light one of his farts with a with a <laughs> match and he that's would, what you want yeah out of a producer i think you want i mean I, absolutely he taught me a lot and i've made my career based I can on be a producer I think yeah. that's, all it takes. that's what phil Spector used to do too with the beatles <laughs> back in the day so um, then how did gold goldfinger come out of all of that then? so we got we got we got some the, the love house got signed and then we got dropped and I went back to selling shoes on the promenade of Santa Monica so I was working at Nana which was like this punk rock shoe store like Creepers and Doc Martens and Monkey Boots you know back in the day and uh, I was back to like looking at old ladies corns and boils on their feet that must have been so much worse than traveling with like Rage Against the Machine or something. I'll tell you I remember actually Ricky Rackman came in because Ricky was a big supporter of our band he played us on, um, on the metal station back in the day and I, I he came in the store and I remember I left the shoe podium to pretend like I was actually shopping. Oh. <laughs> 
Jesus. Because I didn't want to be that guy, like, you know, and eventually oh. our, my manager came out to me when he was still there, and he's like, I need you back at the podium. Oh, like, man. That's going to be in your behind oh. the music episode. You were like, episode. come on, you, know you can't play along with me for one second? Yeah. But wow. It was, but it was, you know, I, it, it, for, you know, there was the catalyst to have me start golfing. I mean, my the first show I ever saw was the English Beat, you know, when I was in high school, and it was Bow Wow Wow opening for the English Beat, which wow. was still one of the greatest shows I'd, I'd ever seen. And I remember this, you know, I was, God, 15, and this girl, Chrissy... Chrissy Dunnett actually was at the Greek Theater in, in um, Berkeley. Like uh, she was wearing that, um, you know, the little skanking girl shirt, the English Beat one. Right. She was wearing that shirt, and she kissed me that night. I'll never, I'll never forget my first show. Is the best time I'd ever. Look at it his was. Face. I know. It's so it's so lighting good. up. That's I love my wife. I do love my wife. <laughs> I love being married. But that was, you know, good times. Yeah. Your memory is incredible. That's what I was just thinking. Detail you remember. So, so that was the, the catalyst is starting my band was how do I make a band this kind of a cross between no effects in the English beat I mean or bad religion I mean that, yeah. those were kind of all mission the bands. accomplished now Goldfinger is still an ongoing concern although you don't play concern. all that much right concern, <laughs> concern. I love your phrasing <laughs> Uh, we play probably two months a year. I'm in the studio most of the time. I mean, I yeah. produce records most of the time. But yeah, you're too big time now. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but I, <laughs> I, I, I still love playing music. We're going to um, Australia in March with Mill and Colin, and the, other, the whole tour is already sold out. So it's like it's hard to say know when people still want to come see the band you know and i feel like there's been this kind of resurgence of this fun like the ska punk movement has kind of come back around and our festival is kind of proof of that mm -hmm. what are we on fourth wave now fifth wave now i guess so the interrupters are probably fourth wave wouldn't you say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i mean for sure. and they're amazing love them amazing. So yeah an amazing yeah. group so you know that's kind of the, that was why goldfinger got together and and we're still well, 23 years later still doing it that's amazing. This is the voice of Feldy, John Feldman, here on the Kevin and Bean Show from the band Goldfinger. Uh, Kevin, do we uh, make the announcement now or take a quick break and come back and, and run down the lineup on the second annual? I mean, I feel like we take a break. Is that good? With is that right, Feldy? Right. Yeah, it's grooving. Whatever take you, a quick yeah. break, then we come back and we'll lay it out for you both nights, Saturday and Sunday, April 27th and 28th at the Huntington State Beach. It's an unbelievable lineup. You guys are going to love this and it's going to sell out fast. So don't miss the announcement when we return with Feldy right after this on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Grammy-nominated John Feldman in our studio here on the Kevin and Bean Show. By the way, congratulations on that with your Fever 333 nomination. That's thank amazing. You. Thank you, and thank you for playing them, oh, too. I love that band so much. Great. Yes. Your, uh, your best friend in the world, Travis Barker, is the one who turned us on to them. Uh, I think it was probably last year, wasn't it, Kevin? When he was coming so, yeah. in to talk about this show, he's like, oh, you got to hear this band. So we checked them out, and they are amazing. And you did great work with them, with the producing. Thank you. I, That's I, awesome. I love live shows, and I, I don't know of a better live band than the fever these days if you haven't I mean, seen them you should watch it's very rage against the machine-esque yeah so you know what to expect yeah all right so they were on the lineup last last year but now it's 2019 we are time it's time to roll out the show lineup for the back to the beach festival which again goes on at the huntington state beach and we'll give you all the ticket information uh, john you want us to read this or you want to read it i'll read it all right let's hear saturday April the 27th, sir. Okay, Saturday, April the 27th. The Drowns are opening. The English Beat. Yes. All right. Maybe 
Chrissy Dunn will show up. Who knows? <laughs> if they let her off probation. <laughs> I, I hope she can still fit, fit into that top. Yeah. Jensen thinks she's in prison I for do, some odd reason. I do. I think she's done bad things. And then uh, we have Safe Ferris yes, with my friend Monique. So we love Monique. The Osho, love they, were, they were here last year, uh-huh. so this will be the second year in a row Safe Ferris plays. That's great. And then the Aquabats. All right. The legendary Aquabats. We may get a feature that day by um, our friend Travis Barker. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Try to keep him off the stage, why don't you? I know. That's going to be... I mean, honestly, with all of these bands, that's possible. Yeah. (laughs) Any concert. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the Aquabats are one of my... God, they're the the best. Um, Streetlight Manifesto. Nice. Legendary live band. And then local favorites, Real Big Fish. Yes. You knew the first time you saw them that they were something special, right, John? I signed Real Big Fish to Mojo Records. I saw them open for the Skeletones at the barn in Riverside, and they played Sellout, and I'm like, that is a song. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is a song, and I knew it. They were 15 years old. And I signed them. That was the first band I ever signed in my How life was that? Real Big Fish. And I'm so proud to this day that they're playing our festival. They actually played my wedding as well. Is that right? Yes. Wow. They played my wedding. They played did anything they I wanted. she has a girlfriend now? They played that song and dedicated to me. Yes, of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really lovely of them. Um, and then the Finger of Gold, Goldfinger, is also playing this. this... The Finger of Gold, I like it. How'd yes. you get them? <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one, you know. Um, Travis plays drums for Goldfinger now, right? Well, Travis has played a few shows. Travis doesn't fly, so um, right. our friend our friend Travis has played shows with us locally, and it's the, okay. one of the greatest experiences I've ever had having um, having him on drums. I and mean, I just don't, I, to me, there's not a better drummer that's ever lived. I, I agree, and he also um, does so much more than he has to. You see, most drummers just plant, keep in a beat, keeping time, whatever. He really puts a lot into it. When we're hanging out, he's always coming up with some new cadence, some new drum rhythm. He's got he's got a drum pad he carries like a backpack yep. around. I mean, wherever we go, he's playing something. So he's just he's so engulfed in the whole, you know, just playing drums. He just yeah. loves the art. No one has ever it. loved it more. Now, I just want to stop you for one second because this is Feldy on the Kevin Bean Show talking about Saturday, April twenty seventh at the Huntington State Beach. I'm sorry. You've already got yourself a show with yeah. Goldfinger, Real Big Fish, Streetlight Manifesto, Aquabats, Save Ferris, English Beat, The Drowns. That has to be it, right? Well, we are. Goldfinger is going to have some very special guests that I'm not going to mention today, but we are going to have an epic lineup. After, last year, we had um, Aaron from Real Big Fish came and played. We had Tony from No Doubt came and played. We had Angelo from Fishbone came and played. So it was like we had this really great best of kind of event. Towards now, are you the, saying that they're going to join you or that it's a whole surprise? We are going to have a surprise at the end of our set. Okay. We're going to have a surprise, some surprise guests that I will not mention now, but it's going Okay. To be an epic, epic lineup. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> and then what happens after Goldfinger leaves the stage? So after Goldfinger night? plays our set, um, we have our very special friends and my some of my best friends in the planet, Blink 182. Come on. Yes. Come on. Blink 182. I mean, Come that's on. pretty damn good. It's too much show. It too is much. too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm exhausted already, and that's just one night of the weekend. All yeah, right, let's. I, I don't know. For Southern California, I don't. I don't know what show. I. I don't know. For me, it's the perfect. I don't know. It's Agreed. awesome.
and on yeah. the beach and everything. I mean, it's just perfect. It's it's amazing. All right, that's a Saturday, April twenty seventh. Now here's Feldy with Sunday, April the twenty eighth of the Back to the Beach Festival. So Low Lives are opening. Teenage Wrists are next, and then um, a band that I found from St. Louis, Story of the Year, They're play good. next. Who um who we we uh, who I signed to Maverick Records back in the day, and then uh, Less Than Jake are back again for a second year. Legendary ska sure. punk band. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and the idea of the show is, you know, initially to be a ska festival, right? Because it was something it just didn't exist. And last year was probably ninety percent ska. This and last year, year was the first year, right? Last year okay. was the first year. You know, we were, I was on tour with Bad Religion and No Effects, and I said, "How can No Effects have their own tour, but we don't have a ska tour?" So here we are. Next up is the Wonder Years, and then Anthony Green from Circus Survive and Sayosin. And then the story so far, who are just an amazing live band, incredible live band. And then the headliners on Sunday, a band that I found from Salt Lake City, The Used. Wow. All big, right. Big right. show. It's a hell of a weekend right yeah. there. Big lineup. Yes. You have discovered and signed a lot of bands, Feldy. I have. That is true. Yeah. I work with... Um, I worked with Five Seconds of Summer right before they were signed. Um, I worked with uh, 21 Pilots before they were signed. Um, and I worked with Panic at the Disco back in the day. I'm, when did what? you learn to trust your judgment on who's good and who's not, what songs are good and what songs aren't? That's a great question. I mean, I, I, you know, Real Big Fish was the first thing that I just knew that there was something special. And to me, it's a feeling. You know, it's that the goosebumps or that feeling of like there's a star in the band. They can write their own music and they're an amazing live band. I mean, those three things are, are key for me to be able to... You know, when I met Bert from The Used, he just he snuck on our bus, dr- so drunk, <laughs> with a cassette tape of his demo, you know, and our tour manager, actually, he, was, he weighed about 95 pounds, actually picked him up and threw him out of the bus, and then the next day I listened to the cassette, and I'm like, holy moly, I've never heard someone How sound. How often wow. did that happen? In the day, how long did that happen? Or even still down there, people bum I mean, rush the, you with their music. I mean, I get, I probably get 50 a week. You know, I get a lot. But, I mean, finding that special... What made you listen to that cassette? Uh, I listen to everything. You do? I Every listen to single everything. Thing. How do I know I'm, I'm not missing the next Freddie Mercury? It's like, how do I have to listen, you know? But instead of a cassette, are they just yelling their link? <laughs> WWW, I got a SoundCloud. Bus drives by. Just sharpie on my hand. Here it is. I know it is an inch. People have actually little keychains, like USB keychains. They'll bring, you know. But I mean, I don't even have anywhere I can play a CD anymore. None of my sure. computers, yeah. right. none of my cars, nothing. Yeah, can pl- even play true. a CD. It's a it's a strange thing. And I, I know we're gonna r- run out of time, and I, I hate this because you're always so much fun to talk to, but. Um, Every band is different in the studio when you're producing. Some you don't have to do much. Some you have to kind of do a lot of heavy lifting, John. Well, yeah. I mean, some bands want me to co-write. Some bands just want me to produce and just get a great guitar sound. It just depends on on, on the band. Some people just want me to light farts. I mean, it's like it's just really... <laughs> I mean, but you know, part of it really is kind of looking after the psychology of how do you get the singer. I mean, you can lead a singer to the microphone, but you can't make him sing. And how do you get that performance? And how do you get that singer to rewrite a lyric? that they love that you know right. isn't good enough. So you, you love liter- producing. So you literally will light your fart on fire and then he'll go right to the mic and nail it. That's how I do it. <laughs> Tommy Lee, thank you very much for my career. <laughs> I owe right. it all to you. Here's the recap. Second annual Back to the Beach. It's going to be at Huntington State Beach April 27th and 28th. Tickets are going on sale this Friday morning at 10 a.m. at backtothebeachfest.com. Weekend passes start at $79.99. Kids 10 and under get in free with paid adult admission. That's fun. It's a whole family event, right? 
And there are also VIP ticket packages also available. So this Friday at 10 a.m., of course, we got all that information uh, at krock.com, or you can go to backtothebeachfest.com. Uh, before we let Feldy go, we're doing 60 seconds with, right? Yes. All right, John, we're going to throw, uh, Kevin's going to throw a, a bunch of questions at you in 60 seconds. You just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Yep. Uh, what's the worst thing that happened to you while stage diving? Ooh, landing on my head. <laughs> and what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, herpetologist. Do you collect anything? Um, coffee. You collect coffee, coffee. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yes. Do you have any hidden talents? I have webbed toes. I can swim really, really well. <laughs> what was your worst job? Door to door frozen yogurt salesman. What's your least favorite song of all time? Um, Is there one that just drives you crazy? No, I love all music. What advice would you give to your teenage self? Uh, just keep it together, kid. It's going to be all right. What would people be surprised to find out about you? Um, I've seen the entire Friends series four times. That works. I, don't, I can't. That works. Wow. That's not wrong. I thought you were, thought you were busier than that. <laughs> right? We pictured you listening to music and lighting your farts and you're watching I the fl- friends. I fly a lot. When, I'm, when, I, when I go to Australia, I'll watch it again. You know? <laughs> Congratulations on a wonderful, wonderful lineup. We'll see you out there. Feldy, always a pleasure, sir. I just thank want you. to give a quick shout out to Mark Hoppus, the greatest lyricist of all time, and thank you for, for playing the show. Blink-182 are going to crush. Perfect. Thank you, man. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. First, Allie's got what's happening on a Tuesday. Is it ever good when you see Chris Brown trending on Twitter? No. Never. Never. no. Well, singer Chris Brown has been arrested in Paris, accused of aggravated rape and drug violations. Oh, wow. Not the Chris Brown I know. He's being held along (laughs) with two other unidentified people, the source says, and uh, the embassy in Paris is declining to comment on the report right now. So Hmm. stay tuned. I mean, if it's bad news and it's Chris Brown, you are likely to believe it. This is just so out of character. It just guy. really isn't, though, is the thing. I don't know. Yeah. See, see, that's that's what you're doing. I see it. Uh, you guys, Ryan Reynolds, when he found out that China was, you know, they have very strict censorship standards over there. Right. So when he found out that they would be playing his cut down, recut, toned down PG-13 Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm going to China. I'm going there, and I'm going to thank the people. I'm going to take pictures with fans. I'm going to have meet and greets. Yeah, I have scheduled surgery for my arm. (laughs) I'm skipping it because he knows how huge of a deal this is for them to be playing Deadpool 2 over there in China. So he is there right now, and he said, this was more important. I was not going to miss coming to China. But here's the most important part of the story. He also told fans that he's already at work on Deadpool 3. Right. I mean, that's the takeaway here, everybody. Oh, I love it so much. Same. I love it so very much. Oof. The takeaway there is that people love money. People do that's love correct, money. Yes. It is true. Uh, Jensen, when's your birthday? November 8th. November. Kevin, what month? Uh, March. March. I did a nice pause. You really did. Ship, <laughs> uh, when's yours? December. December. Bean? Uh, November. All right. None of us. Uh, this doesn't work out for any of us. Okay. If you were born in the gloomy months of January or February, 
there's at least one advantage. You're more likely to become rich and famous. That's Researchers, uh, Mexico. He's a January baby. Well, this is fake news. ridiculous. <laughs> Researchers randomly selected um, people from all different walks of life. Politicians, scientists, authors, sports stars, singers, actors, celebrities. And they found that the majority of famous people were born under the zodiac sign of Aquarius. That's nonsense. Interesting, it is, right? Cannot be true. It's, cannot just, be true. it's just ridiculous. Other studies have found that people born in winter months are more likely to perform better in tests at school. Come on. What was your month again? March. I'm close. Right. I'm close. I don't believe any of Taylor, this. Taylor, stupid. You, you don't believe it? Not even for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, it's real. It's not real. I just read it. It's, I mean, you read it, but that doesn't mean that it's real. <laughs> Why the f*** you lying? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Why you always lying? Right. No. Oh my God! Stop f***ing lying! It's just—it's just a report. It's it, science. It wasn't mine, but uh, we don't believe it. That's what we're telling you. Okay. All right. Very well. <laughs> Do you believe this? That two um, of arguably the best-looking human beings in the world have been quietly dating for about six months. Those people being Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron. Wow. What? Hmm. This is according to People That's Magazine. too much beauty. It really <laughs> is. really is. But that just means like that their kid would be ugly, right? It I never mean, works out it would for be two funny. really good looking people. <laughs> um, apparently, they met on a commercial shoot for the watch brand Breitling last year. So, shooting a commercial. You know, those long commercial shoots. You really get to know someone. Apparently, they've been dating about six months. How do they stay out of the public eyes I, so well yeah. for six months? I don't know. A lot of bone in at home. A lot of take out, more like take in, right? I don't know. Nope. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> okay. Come on now. <laughs> do we do we think that they're dating Brad Pitt and Charlize? I mean, I, I was just responding to the report that was just given to us. <laughs> why, why would it? I mean, it seems like that's a couple that would make sense, no? Sure. No. Do you not buy it? No. Why? I don't know. There's something about them that doesn't match up for me. I mean, listen, there are a lot of times when two celebrities are seen together and Mm -hmm. that's it. They must be a couple. That happens a lot. Right. So you're saying maybe that is the case here. Like they're pals. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they're pals. Pals the bone, though. I don't even think they shot an ad together. Okay. (laughs) So the whole thing's false. Frogs are gay. <laughs> Listen, All conspiracy. They, they can very well be together. And I say kudos you on finding love. Some birthdays for you. Two former uh, lead singers and drummers of very famous bands. Steve Perry, Steven Adler, Diane Lane and Linda Blair and Logic Guy Fieri and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Happy birthday to you all. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Performing today's national anthem, please welcome multi-platinum artist and lifelong Saints fan, Jimmy Buffett. All right, so I'm ready. This should be good. I mean, he's a a professional singer and entertainer for 50 years, right? Sure. He's got to have some skills. I'm looking forward to see what he brings to our national anthem. Sure. Oh, say can you see... By the dawn's early light. I mean, so far he's me. So he's phoning it in. We hail at the twilight's is he trying to get back to his beer? What's happening here? No. He really is rushing it. Have you ever heard a national anthem that is more nonchalant than this one? 
<laughs> and he knows he's on TV. He knows it's an important game. Right. There were people, and a lot of them on social media, who were saying, it, it's like they grabbed a guy out of the stands yeah. who had never sung before in front of a crowd and just said, have a, have a go at it. Just no interest. Uh, at least he's going to bring it home, though. This is on some real Enrique Palazzo naked gun. <laughs> Are they cheering because it happened? It's We're almost cheering done. because it's over. Yeah. And then... For folks who weren't watching the game on Saturday, Rams Saints, one of the most unlikely things you'll ever see at a national anthem singing in a sporting event is he reached out and Jay Z style dropped the mic, literally as if he had just blown us away with his national. Yeah, anthem. you drop the mic after you destroy, right? And there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> or, he did none of that. Or this Wednesday night on TNT at 10 p.m. That would also probably be a place to drop the mic. Uh, new season starts. Yeah. Yes, Allie. He well dropped the mic after that performance. I, uh, that performance. Yes, after yes. that, that one. we just heard. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. That's, then he dropped the mic. It was a bizarre, bizarre day. So maybe weird. it's maybe it's because he was in a rush to get home, like he left the garage door open. He really, oh, he really sped. On. Yeah, he really sped mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. yeah, I had over uh, over under a fifty five seconds that I lost. <laughs> so, all right, we'll talk about Here. the game itself and the Super Bowl in uh, less than two weeks now with our friend Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network coming up. First, though, we need to revisit a topic that came up on the show uh, Friday, I guess, when we had Paul Shear in. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, we were doing 60 seconds, and I asked him what the worst job he ever had was. And I got to tell you, it was surprising. What was your first real job? Uh, Rollerblading around New York City, uh, trying to get people to sign up for Prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) That's a uh, that's a job. And for those who don't know what Prodigy uh, was, it was basically like a, one of the first internet providers. It was like even before AOL. Right. That's how you could get into the internet and get into websites. And but how do you get a job where you have to roller skate around New York? Rollerblade. I mean, rollerblade. Even worse. <laughs> just well, crazy. I mean, I think that was his choice. I don't think the re- the requirement was to rollerblade. He just thought that's the fastest way to cover more ground. I guess he could have taken I mean, you're a bike. Assuming that. I am assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I can't also, imagine they make you rollerblade. Yeah. Blade. He wanted to look badass. Because <laughs> that's if you picture Paul Shear rollerblading, what's more badass than that? Absolutely. Imagine living in a time though, and I guess it's kind of like the cell phone wars now, where everybody's trying to get you know you to switch or whatever. But imagine going door to door and trying to get people to sign up to your internet provider. Yeah, that's rough. And imagine at that stage, maybe even trying to talk people into knowing what the internet was and why they needed it. On rollerblades. <laughs> I wouldn't trust anything anyone is selling me when they're on rollerblades. That's just discounts what they're saying no matter yes, what? Yeah. So we wanted to talk about the the worst uh, job that you ever had. Uh, a lot of those early jobs that people take are not jobs that they're happy about. Yeah. Let's face it. Feldy was just telling us the same thing, by the way. Selling yogurt door to door. Same thing. Not That's fun. a rough gig, too. By the way, both of those things mean, like, I don't even know how those make sense. Selling internet provider on rollerblades right and then selling yogurt door to door i'd rather go to a yogurt shop right but what if it's at your door well he, <laughs> he travels then, I would say, then i would say what's where's it been how long is it exactly. i wouldn't trust that person yeah 
But you got to remember, you know, we're dealing with Allie here who's never seen the inside of a grocery store. She only uh-huh. knows food that shows up yeah, at her door. It just comes right to you. She would have been very uh-huh. happy with that. Yeah. All right. So how about we're going to take calls at 1-800-520-1067. Looking for those bad jobs that you used to have. Uh, Kevin, I know you had uh, you went through quite a few jobs before uh, you got into the sweet spot of radio. I, um, I had three or four different uh, construction jobs just because it's what was available. And one of them was scraping the cement off the floor in a it was still being built clearly in a uh, apartment complex of had to be a thousand rooms mm-hmm. all identical so i'd have to go into one scrape the floor go into the next one seemed like the same one scrape the floor it was the worst like mind-numbing dullness i've ever been a part of but you're a patient guy and a hard-working guy and a tenacious guy right so then we started playing baseball with a two-by-four and a piece of wood <laughs> and the and the boss found us and fired us, and I was never more happy. Oh. That's my story. Okay. Uh, here we go from... It's not uh, as bad as it can get. Here we go from the 714. This is Juan weighing in from Fullerton. I worked in a collection agency for about a year. Because of the stress, oh. I started to lose my hair. I yeah, was that's 19 horrible. years old. I can't even... By the way, I think... And you know my memory is weak. I think for a while I had some sort of phone job where I had to call and try to sell. You did. Something. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, you were calling out. It was not like people were I was calling, calling out. Yeah, right. Cold I was calling. calling out and trying to sell something. I wish I remembered what it was, but I guarantee. Condoms. I, I don't think so. Not on the phone. That's what you told me. I guarantee I was miserable, though. Jensen, you ever have any bad jobs? Uh, in high school, I worked a seasonal job at a Halloween store at the mall, and I would sell costumes, and that sounds fine. And then after I took the job, the guy was like, oh, and you have to wear a costume every day. Oh, Which is no. so fun. No, it's not fun when you're 17 <laughs> and so just plastered with acne. You don't want more people looking at you. And so every day I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm the pirate. <laughs> like, Aww. all right, I'll be the Tin Man. Like, it was just like every day. And they wouldn't let you wear the same costume twice. Oh, my God. And and after a while, they were they heard that I did the morning announcements at my high school, which is just basically this job. Uh, and every day you go on and say the news or whatever. Right. And so they found that out, and they were like, you know what? Front of the store. So I used to have to stand at the front door and be and like a pirate and like, be like, Yar, come in, get a costume. No. And it was at the mall. The mall. So all everyone my friends, was walking by. All my friends would walk by. Oh, everyone, I would go by every day yeah. if I knew you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, people were like, oh, we just came by to see today what you're dressed like. I'm like, I'm a shark. Was it Topanga Mall? Yes. I totally walk past you. Yeah, Topanga oh, mall. I love it. Yeah. Did they sell those costumes after the employees wore them too, Absolute, by the way? Absolutely. I put them back in the bag and then I'd hang oh. them back up. I was the one doing it. They, I even thought about that. I was like, well, why don't we put some examples off to the side so I don't I don't soil them? Oh, uh, my God. And then they were like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll sell them again. All right. Let's mm. go to Marty. He's in Sherman Oaks, line one, by the way. I, I know we've heard some bad jobs. I don't know how anyone's going to top Marty. Hey, Marty. <laughs> Seriously. Hey guys, doing? We're good. Thank you. Tell us about this job. Okay. So it was the uh, 1980s in Phoenix, which is already terrible. Uh, and... Uh, in the summer times, me and my friend, we would, uh, well, uh, we'd get a job cleaning the, we called it cleaning the manholes, but really you clean, you take the manhole cover off and you go down into the sewer. And there'd be two guys, there's two guys with a rope and a bucket on each end. And one guy would lower the bucket down and you take a trowel. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Allie is gagging. Allie is gagging. Wait, uh, how much an hour? Five bucks. It five bucks an hour. Yeah. In, and the it, summer, in the summer, where it's 115 Phoenix. degrees. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, 
It was so hot down there, it would be like 140 degrees. It was so hot that when you popped your head up and it was only 105, you'd be like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, it's so nice. But cool. at least it smelled good. So you had that yeah, going for you. It was wonderful. You, it was which beautiful. Which is nice. I don't know how you don't faint down there, honestly, and, and vomit. And, and faint while you're vomiting. <laughs> vomit and faceplant all at the same time. It was mainly new construction, so it was a lot of, like, dirt, like the bulldozer. Oh, okay, that's dirt. not as bad. Well, that does help. Yeah. How, how long did yeah. you keep that job? Uh, oh, I think I did it, like, one summer. Like, you know, that was it. I'm surprised you made like, it all the way through the yeah. summer. Did, that's did long enough. Five, five bucks an hour, yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well done, Marty. Appreciate the call. Kids, don't complain about whatever job you have <laughs> if it's not Marty's job, all right? 1-800-520-1067. We're coming right back with your calls of your worst early jobs when we return on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's say good morning to Leo and Rosemead. Hi, Leo. Hey, how you guys doing? We are good. We're talking about those early jobs that you have to take. Sometimes they're awful. Which one sticks out in your mind? Well, I worked for the Census Bureau, so that was in uh, 2010. Uh-huh. And uh, so basically, you know, I had to literally just count uh, humans, uh, which is a Did lot you go door to door? Harder than it seems because uh, they thought that, you know, either I was a Mormon, you know, dressed up or uh, Jehovah's Immigration. Witness. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness, which I also was. You know, so I, I was used to that as well, getting hosed or getting, you know. People so did you count the, the people in the house and, and then also tell them about the Lord? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, 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 mix it up, you know. He said people would hit him with a hose, by the way. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry? You said people would get you with a hose, right? Yeah, man. No, in my own neighborhood, I would get, like, like gangsters and stuff saying, hey, you know where you're at, Holmes? I'm like, yeah, I lived on the street, man. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm with the government and stuff and, like, like I'm trying to get, you know. Deported or something, and my That's no, crazy. no, I'm just counting people. That's all I'm doing, man. <laughs> hey, um, ser- serious question of interest only to me. Do, did you get a list of people who did not return their census paperwork via mail, and then your job is to go to the houses that haven't responded and find out what's up? What? Uh, it doesn't. Uh, well, the supervisor, our supervisors, had that un- that job, which they said is unbelievably bad. They're very badly run, and it's going to be even worse because of. Uh, Trump, just how they're going to classify races and stuff, and that's the most awkward part, yeah. because I mean, Mexican, I'm considered white. I, 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 that's, that's the only thing they have. It's okay. weird. Well, this this whole conversation got weird, uh, but we're glad you yeah, called. It's just really, it was just all bad. Don't, blame, the, don't blame Leo. That was your question. Yeah, you went deep dive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm fascinated the with the census, and we, and we have another one next year, so there are going to be lots of Leos out there sure. going door-to-door knocking on people's doors. All right, thank you very much for the call. Right now, let's squeeze in a few more phone calls on this topic. Uh, worst job you had coming up. I guess we were very surprised by Paul Shear, who used to rollerblade around the streets of New York trying to sell Prodigy Internet to people. We thought, how does it get worse than that? Listen to this from the 310. Kids portrait studio in the back of Sears trying to pose crying children with runny noses and deal with pushy moms all day long. I was 19. Yeah, that's a tough job if you're wrangling kids, right? Wow. That's terrible. 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with, uh, let's start with uh, Jacia, is that right? On line seven from Valencia. This sounds like a job I didn't even know existed. Jacia. Hi. Hi there. Hey, what's up? Okay, so um, back in around 1991, I worked for a company called Great Expectations, where we cold called people at their homes and asked if they wanted to date. 
or if they were single and wanted to come in and make a video of themselves talking about them, you know, all about themselves, what they like to do. And then they would buy a, a packet of, well, you get to sit down and go to a viewing room and view other videos and pick someone and go on a date. So, wow. so this was, this it was, was pre-internet, bef- yeah, pre-internet. You got to try to get people in a room so they can look through other people's binders, what, basically. What a s- terrible gig that would be, though, because are you single? I'm hanging up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Uh, those videos, you can find them online on YouTube a lot, mm-hmm. and they're pretty ridiculous, yep. right, JC? Like, they're, they're, it's like very awkward, and some of the things they say are kind of outlandish. <laughs> Very awkward and calling people and getting someone's wife or husband. Sure. And them thinking that, you know, they're cheating or they're um, seeing someone else. It was very awkward. A lot of bad conversation. No I was threatened kidding. and oh, no. many, yeah. I would imagine the success rate for a caller in that business would have to be one in a hundred, right? Yeah, well, the, the the thing that we that motivated us was that if someone signed up and got a package, $1,500 or whatever, to view others and actually come and make a video, we got commission from that. Oh, all right. So that was our motive. That was very motivating to get someone to $1,500, you in. guys. That's $1,500 for great. That's incredible. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. All right. We only have time for one more, Kevin. I'm going to vote for uh, Henry and Silmar, line four. What do you think? Uh, sure. Henry, good morning. Good morning, party people. How are you doing? We are good. good. Bad job. Good, good. Ellie? Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Okay. All right. Well, it, it wasn't a bad job. I mean, it was for the city park and recs, but uh, my job, being that I worked for four hours, I would have to catch as many gophers and dispose of them as I could within those four hours, meaning I'd have to kill the gophers. He's Carl Spackler. He's Carl Spackler. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was at Woodley Park, the cricket field, and very popular so they wanted to keep the gophers from digging holes on the cricket field henry what was your so, percentage how, how did you do as a killer uh i would get about seven to eight a day oh, wow oh he's a serial and, and sometimes uh, the um the gophers the traps they would they would still be alive so we would have they would be so fat i would have to pull them and you could fill them okay All right. like their oh, yeah i don't think we need details yeah, on that, that that wasn't a good job it wasn't <laughs> Uh, it wasn't that, wasn't that great for the Gophers either, yeah, by the no, way. No, no. A little PTSD feeling from Henry. Wow. Henry, thank you. Stop talking. He's talking about eating it. Let me tell you a little something I was thinking about our good friend uh, Andrew Siciliano, the host of the NFL Network's Up to the Minute. Um, I feel like we're friends, right? When you say, Andrew, would you say we're friends? I think we go way back. Yeah, we go way back. That's <laughs> not the same, time. but okay. We see yeah. acoustic Christmas. Yeah, we're friends. We, no, no, no. We're, yeah we're, I think we're friends. friends. We we yeah, text yeah. each other. Okay. Andrew's How in uh, Andrew's in New, New Orleans on on Sunday. Right. Not a not oh, a peep. Wow. Not, a, not wow. a peep. Not a hey, what's up? Not oh, hey, man. meet me for breakfast. That. Okay. See, I, I thought this was a how how many. Tickets can I get conversation? Oh, no, no, but he's buttering you up for that. No, I'm not at all. But oh, what I'm okay. saying is, you were t- you were at the Superdome, yeah. which is two miles from my house. I don't know, maybe a hay. Okay, so uh, you wouldn't have done anything. Two, two I things, absolutely would have met Andrew N- anywhere. Number one, we could have met and had coffee and bonded over Taylor Swift songs. Number absolutely. Two, um, I landed at 11.30. The game was at 2. I had to rent a car and get downtown and find a place to park, which, as you know, can hey, be a mess, especially Bean, on game Bean, day. Andrew, Andrew, one second. Bean, yeah. question? Yeah. Would you have picked him up at the airport? No. 
No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. I, I, I needed to rent. Of course you would have. I needed to rent because we're friends to rent the car because then I had to drive to Mobile, Alabama after the game, which is where I am now. Bean, quick question. Would you have driven him to Mobile, Alabama? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> All right, so you were, on a you were on a tighter-than-usual schedule. It's not like you came in the night before and we're just looking for stuff to do on Saturday night. Oh, no. If, if that were the case, we would have uh, killed. I would have said the French Quarter, but you're better than that. Any, I, any neighborhood you would have enjoyed. I have to, unfortunately, change the topic to the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Andrew, you oh, uh, you do preseason uh, games for the Rams, right? Yes, uh, for eight years, including uh, back to St. Louis. Yeah. yeah so long. this must be very exciting for you, not only as a football fan, but just uh, you know a team that you've come to know and love over the years to see them make it into the Super Bowl. If I can take off my professional reporter cap right now. Wait, hold awesome. on. Andrew, did you, just, <laughs> did you just burp twice? twice? No, I said if I could take off my... No, 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 no before, that, before that, we think you burped twice. No, I swear I did not burp. Okay. All right, sorry. No, right. I mean, my, my, my throat is destroyed after a week on the road. Sure. Really sound, can, you, hold on, do we have, do we have replay? Can we I mean, we don't I have mean, it's, All of us went, wait, what? Do you live with a gecko? Really? Yes. <laughs> By the way, uh, based I mean, on the uh, Saints-Rams game, apparently nobody has replay. So, <laughs> boom! Wow. Oh, How does he do it? Okay, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about the play. Okay, go ahead. So, so Bean, you're mad, I assume. Well, I mean, look, I think I'm like any other football fan, which you hate to see. Uh, you hate to see the refs get involved in the outcome of a game. And I know there's lots of arguments to be made about lots of other calls that weren't made. And it's a much bigger game than any one play. But that one did come at a point in the game, a minute and 40 left, yeah. and a, no call on a pass interference. That was obvious to anybody watching the game and anyone in the stadium. And it did feel like that was a that would have been a death blow to the Rams had it been called properly. Everything you said is correct. Let's get it out of the way. The call was wrong. They should have thrown the flag. Nobody can argue that at all. Now, okay. let's get some other things out. Yes. Number one, the Rams had been 0-8 with Bill Vinovich as referee. They had never won a game with that gentleman, who's a good ref, working the game. Number two, there was not a single penalty called on the Saints until 355, I'm sorry, 535 was left in the third quarter. Okay. 535. Now, that doesn't change the fact that Nikel Roby Coleman interfered. It should have been flagged. Go to the previous drive, and this is my biggest point. Jared Goff on second down scrambles to the left. He's tackled on the three. His face mask is pulled. It is clear and obvious. If a flag had been thrown, and again, it was clear and obvious, the Rams have it first and goal on the one. They score a touchdown in all likelihood rather than kick the field goal and tie the game. The Rams now have the lead. That was a blatant miscall and a material change to the game. I agree. That doesn't change the fact that Nicole Roby Coleman did two things wrong. He hit the receiver with his helmet to helmet, number one. Number two, he interfered. All of the above can all can, can be true. Yeah, they agreed. all true. Absolutely. Now, uh, look, the Rams the are good enough come. to go to the Super Bowl. They played well enough to yeah. beat the Saints. I mean, nobody is saying they don't deserve to be there. But you do feel, at least some fans feel like there's a little bit of an asterisk on it, and that's unfortunate for the players and the coaches and everybody that worked so hard all season long. None of those people it's are Rams fans, though. Call. None, none of them are. <laughs> and you know what? None. Listen, there there been there've been missed calls throughout sports for since the dawn of time. It won't be the last. The Saints won't be the last fan base that's angry, and I feel for them. I truly, truly, truly do. But for people that want instant replay... 
um, reviewable by replay. I mean, in, in, I'm sorry, if you want uh, pass interference reviewable, that sounds good. But let me throw the hypothetical. What about holding? So let's mm-hmm. say Drew Brees throws that pass. They throw a challenge flag because there's no pass interference. Let's say on the same play, Dante Fowler or Aaron Donald blitzing gets tackled by the O-lineman, which happens all the time. Right. Can Sean McVay then throw his challenge flag to challenge the holding that wasn't called? Yeah, if every game will last eight hours. I yeah, think exactly. I think that Dave solved this, and this is going to shock everyone when I say Dave, <laughs> okay. the king of Mexico, solved yeah. this off the air. He said you get three challenges a game, and those could be challenges for anything. But once you use them, anything. they're gone. Yeah, so it could be anything. pass interference. It could be holding anything. Right? right? Who's with me? That's a great idea. That's a pretty Guys, good idea. And it came from Dave. Yeah, but Dave also said they're going to replay the game possibly. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did, he say, did that. say that. So. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, I have another question about the Rams. Where yeah. was Todd Gurley? Had to okay, be hurt, so right? Tell me what. Todd's knee is not, his knee's not 100%. Okay. But he was good enough to play, certainly. Todd, I think, summed it up best after the game. He said to, to my colleague, Steve White, I played sorry, and that's why I wasn't in there. He dropped two balls early, one of which led to a turnover. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson had been running well. Granted, Todd had a good game against the Cowboys, too. He had his 100 yards against the Cowboys. But Sean McVay made a decision. You're not right. He dropped a couple of passes. Wow. Get Come in on. There and he's your I best. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. McVay's great, but he's no Belichick. Belichick gets away with doing that no. crap. Todd Gurley is hurt. Call it. He's hurt. I just said he's a little banged up. Can't, he's hold banged on. up. That's what it comes from. I mean, I'm not even watching football, and I know this crap. <laughs> that, and, and that was my biggest headline. The biggest headline is, Allie, you care about football. Again. Right? Uh, <laughs> hey, That's uh, the biggest headline. In our uh, final uh, moments here, Andrew, uh, officiating aside, because I know there, there were complaints on the other game as well, the Patriots... How do you say enough great things about this dynasty? I mean, it's turning into the 30s Yankees or the 60s Bruins. I mean, it's unbelievable they're going back to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row five times in eight years. Unbelievable, right? Allie, your thoughts? She doesn't watch. Um, uh, good for them. I'm, I'm happy for the people of Massachusetts. They've been through a lot. They haven't been winning lately. <laughs> they, they, they've never won. It right. Is, so tough third and, and Super Bowl in a row is amazing. hard on them. We, at least you have a couple of kids in this generation that are able to say that they they saw. A and by the I mean, way, so rough. On by the way, oh, Andrew, how uh, bad how bad were they at the beginning of the season? Though the Patriots sucked at the beginning of the season. They, well, more importantly, they sucked in December. And and by the way, I, for the record, I'm only parroting what you said. I never once on the record said they sucked, unlike what Tom Brady thinks that everyone said they sucked. Mm-hmm. Nobody used the word sucked. They played poorly in December. They look human, old, fallible, and beatable. And to their credit, they've turned it around. The evil empire is still very much alive. And here, you want perspective? I'll make it personal. This will be my 19th Super Bowl. The second one I went to was Tom Brady's first when they beat the then St. Louis Rams Mm. in New Orleans. This will be my 19th. He is still playing in Super Bowl. (laughs) That is crazy. That is crazy. All right. Well, listen, I'm sure we'll talk before the Super Bowl. And by the way, Andrew, we're going to Atlanta. We're going to be there the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday ahead of the game. 
That's fantastic. No way you're hanging out with Bean, right? No, no way. No, 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 we're going to hang out. We're going to hang out and we'll see you in person. We'll call Taylor Swift. And we'll get a a chance to talk about what that matchup is like. uh, because And uh, and pack warmly. It's going to be freezing. Okay. All right. I don't want to hear that. Let's end on that note. Gotcha. (laughs) Andrew, you have been a delight all season long. We'll look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. And we'll look for you on the NFL's Up to the Minute later today. Thank you for coming on, my friend. I'm going to go burp. See you. (laughs) The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I miss the Jimmy Buffett singing the National Anthem times. Because it was so horrible? Those were fun times. (laughs) Drop the mic. Anyone in that stadium could have done as good a job as a professional multi-million dollar. It was terrible. I mean, it was probably. Did he know he was on TV? Yes, he did. I mean, it was like, hold my beer. I got to sing this real fast. (laughs) I'll be right back to you. I also have bad news about his restaurant. The food there, not that good. (laughs) Oh, no kidding. Yeah, not that good. All right, Allie is here with our final look at what's happening on a uh, Tuesday morning. Take it away. Yeah, CNBC just did the story about the Apple iPods. Mm-hmm. You know, very popular, the wireless earbuds that you have to use with your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know about the feature, the live listen feature? No, live listen. Yeah. What's that? There's a feature called live listen, mm-hmm. which lets you use them to amplify sound. Basically, they can double as hearing aids. But what a lot of people are using them for is placing them in a room, hitting the live listen feature, and you're in the other room listening to conversations. No, man. That's awesome. This is right up your conspiracy alley. Thank you. You guys. Right? I had no idea this was even a thing. How far away? What are they called? They're called AirBuds, AirPods. They're just the AirPods. 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 Yeah. Yeah. What, how far away from the AirPod can you be and still listen to it? I don't think you can be that far, but if you... It's you a know, Bluetooth situation. Uh, right? yeah, yeah, essentially, okay. yeah. So you place it on a table, you leave the room, you, you want to be in another room easily. People are oh, talking yeah. Yeah. smack. Yeah. <gasps> Interesting. You're just sitting there with your little ear pods in your ear, getting all the info. Every room you go in has like 50 of them now. It's like everyone's leaving them <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Sketchy, right, you guys? I mean, I already, I already have Allie on my on the Roomba, so I don't need to oh, worry about an AirPod. So Ooh. disturbing. So disturbing. Ooh. I'm just saying, get rid of your your AirPods. Get rid of your Roombas. Get rid of your, your Alexas, rings. your Series, your Rings, all of it. Everyone's spying on you all the time. Don't yeah. never, ever trust Whitey. That's a great, I've that's said a great that point. i for years, yes. Jensen, do you ever worry that your ring is somehow looking inside your house? I know that it doesn't seem like it's pointed in that direction. <laughs> it's not. But what if it to, is? Do you think he would to, still have it up if he thought that? We'd have to go through a wall. It'd be difficult. <laughs> Just sad. But Allie's the, right, man. This technology, we don't know what it does. Yeah, for people that have, like, Nest, so they could, you know, keep track of their dogs or their kids in another room. Remember that story of, like, all of a sudden hackers were saying, yep. uh, hey, guys. And people were like, I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, I hacked into your system. I'm just letting you know how easy it is. People talking to you in your own home. Yeah. And this one guy, I was watching a video. I was watching a video what? of this you? one guy getting, basically, uh, being told. The guy didn't believe it. He's like, no way. No way this is real. And the guy's like, you're wearing a checkered shirt right now. You're sitting down next to a plant <laughs> on your sofa. And his face was like, what is well, that happening? Was a, that was a baby monitor, if I remember correctly, right? That, I believe, into? was a nest. But baby monitors can be hacked into well, there's, everything. There's a famous picture of James Comey's laptop where he has a sticker over the camera. Yeah, and I was like, dude, he's he was the head of the FBI. <laughs> like, he would know. 
Have yeah. you seen mine? Well, I'm sure you have. I not only have it over my laptop, but I also purchase ones to do over my camera on my um, iPhone X. Which so is why all to... your pictures are so terrible. You're the worst. You are the worst human. Because every I'm picture just... looks like a wall. I'm just saying, be be prepared for, you know, move that glass. Indeed. So Indeed. that's been true the whole time? Yeah, but those... this feature has wow. been there the whole time, but people just started figuring out, wait a minute. People are using these for pretty weird shenanigans. I'm just saying. You guys, it's crazy. Remember when I told you about the... Uh, Broadway Skittles commercial that they were going to do. Yes. It was going to be a live Skittles commercial I told during you the I, Super Bowl. I told you I didn't like the Skittles commercial where she takes the Skittle off the face and eats it. Or Which I find no, insane because it's adorable. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. I think it's so cute. It's well, like eating a pimple, Allie. Yeah. But no, it's a colorful Skittles, so it's yeah, delicious. Yeah, it's scraping a boil off somebody else's face mm. and by the way, it in your mouth. By the way, a contagious boil because they catch it right. immediately. It's, right. not, it's sick. It's but gross. You're, you're tasting the rainbow. Well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's delightful. It's chlamydia. It's not the rainbow. <laughs> So, Michael C. Hall from Dexter, Six Feet Under, Mm -hmm. he is set to star in that live Broadway musical that's also a Super Bowl advertisement for Skittles. So, that's kind of fun, right? Wait, say that again. Michael C. Hall is involved in this how? He's going to be the star of Skittles commercial, the Broadway musical, which essentially is being staged in front of a live audience at the Town Hall in New York on February 3rd. So essentially what happens is you then, during that commercial, check in with this live show that's already happening. It's insane. What? It's crazy, right? Why don't they just film the commercial? <laughs> I mean, that's a great idea. Cuts to the middle. You're cut out the middle, man. You're kind of taken away from the fact that it's a live Broadway musical that they're I, cutting to. Well, I, why would they? Okay. Proceeds will go to the nonprofit Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS Foundation. Check, so, please. It's pretty cool. I'm out. I really need to kill somebody. I hope that's part of it. I hope so. Right? That's a live kid. Hope he kills that kid that's infected with all his skills all over his face. Aww, come on. I don't think that's going to be their Super Bowl commercial the kids being patient zero. <laughs> you don't find that cute when he, he, they're like no, in a dugout no. situation and nope. he's talking to that girl she he likes and then she just picks one off of his face and eats it? No, it's, it's gross. gross. It's gross. It's contagious. It's disgusting. It is a disease. There, it, is, it is the it's outbreak. It is the outbreak monkey of Skittles. It's the first, it's a cough and everyone gets it. But it's bright colors. Right. And, it's and that helps how. I just, I love Skittles. Okay, I do too. I'm not going to lie. But I don't want to eat them off of anyone else. But if somebody had Skittles, like growing all over their face, and then you knew you too could have Skittles all over your body. Where's so you too? Where's essentially, you too Bono. He's patient zero. All right. But you could essentially have Skittles anytime you wanted. You just pluck them off your body. No. That's... I'd be in. Okay. Hmm. That's great. <laughs> Real good show. <laughs> so Spotify rolled out a new feature allowing users to block any artists from automatically playing in pay- in playlists and charts or their personal library. So let's say let's say you dated Drake and you don't want him showing up in any of your playlists. You can now just mute him. Hmm. All right. I mean, it seems like a very specific it's problem. Very specific. But I think this is better for like if you don't want R. Kelly to show up on your yes. playlist or Chris Brown or, you know, uh XXX Tentacio. Yeah, or yeah. or even Jerry Lee Lewis. Or Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Or Michael Jackson. Yeah. Or Or Mr. Worldwide. Oh, that's just because you don't people. like it. Right. Yes. I mean, we seem to be naming people with bad histories. And then hey, may I weigh in with some uh, some breaking news? Yes. Please. 
mayor of Los Angeles announces a tentative agreement in the teacher strike. Hey. All right. Great news. Membership still has to vote before the strike can officially end, but it looks like they have tentatively agreed. So I don't know how long it takes to vote, but maybe maybe teachers go back to school, maybe even tomorrow. Love it. That's wow. wonderful that's news. Thank you. Very Dean. good news. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think that's what we're saying. All the kids are going to get on that bus. Correct. And then we will move it. Good stuff, you guys. <laughs> Want some birthdays? Sure. Great. Rapper Logic, Chef Guy Fieri. You have to say it like that. Do you? Yeah. So That's how he likes super it. Super Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Huh? Don't care. <gasps> DJ Jesse Jeff, Steve Perry. Stephen Adler, Diane Lane, and Linda Blair. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Riley. And you drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin Bean. So Jensen uh, is losing it. <laughs> wow. Jensen's full-on so losing it. <laughs> so I quick. Think, I think I know what's going on, you guys. I think it is because he is going to become a father this year that he is starting to get emotional about every oh, little that could thing. be. I don't think I'm alone. it does change you. I don't think I'm alone with this. Yo, you got Dave on your side, so congrats. Well, that I'd like to ignore. Uh, what's up with Florida on tomorrow's show? Uh, mistaken identity. I'm going to tell you how to get in a police chase. What? Right? Like rob someone? On purpose. No. Oh. Uh, no, I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay. I'll tell you tomorrow. All right. And uh, K-Rock's Wheels Up 2019. Destination number two is Muse in Singapore. So we'll give you tickets to see them at the forum, and you'll qualify for that trip tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's the Kevin and Bean show. K-Rock.